Design Pickle is a big supporter of everything on Seminary. If you haven't heard, they are a flat rate, unlimited use graphic design service helping churches across the nation. We're a proud client of theirs and love how they help us make social media graphics and those downloadable PDF article summaries that we've been sending out. Even if you have a designer, you need to check them out. To learn more, visit designpickle.com forward slash churches. On that same page, you can watch a totally free 30 minute video of me and the founder of Design Pickle talking about modern church marketing and of course pickles welcome to the unseminary podcast are you looking for practical ministry help to drive your ministry further faster have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world hey you're not alone join thousands of others in pursuit of stuff that we wish they had taught in seminary buckle up and let's get started with this week's unseminary podcast well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. My name's Rich, the host here. I'm so glad that you decided to spend some time with us. Happy Thursday. We hope that you're uh, having an incredible week as we get ready for this coming weekend at your church. We know you're busy. We know you've got a lot going on. And so it's an honor that you would take some time out today to spend some time with us today. Um, really, I'm pumped about today's guest. I've been looking forward to this for a while here. We've got Ryan Britt from Church of the Ele- of 1122. So it's going to be a, a great conversation. It's a, uh, they're a fantastic church one of the fastest growing churches in the country just three years old um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let uh, Ryan tell us a little bit about their growth they have one location they're in Florida which at this time of year is about when I start to think gosh it'd be nice to be in Florida so uh, Ryan welcome to the show man my pleasure to be here rich thanks for having us ah, so glad why don't you tell us a little bit about church of 1122 starting with your name uh, well my name is Ryan Britt yes. I'm the uh, executive ministries pastor here at the church of 1122. Uh, and I'll just give you a little history of the church and yeah. how we got to where we are. <clears throat> Our lead pastor, Joby Martin, was uh, moved to Jacksonville uh, 12 years ago or so mm-hmm. to be a, a youth pastor here in town mm-hmm. and worked at a really great church at the beach mm-hmm. called Beach United Methodist Church, known as Beach Church here in town. Mm-hmm. And he grew a youth ministry there and was a part of a really uh, vibrant and alive ministry through the whole church with mm-hmm. uh, Pastor Jerry Sweat. And over time, he ended up becoming the executive pastor there. Okay. And he and Pastor Jerry had a real heart for uh, reaching uh, the generational gap between the students that were leaving Joby's ministry and their parents that were filling Beach Church. And mm-hmm. so they decided to start a new service for this un, this generation that they hadn't quite tapped into yet. Mm. And they started it, and they picked the service time of 11.22 a.m., mm. and 11.22 just kind of stuck. And so it started as a service in 2008. Yep. Um, Easter of 2009, they opened the doors, and about 1,500 people showed up, and that wow. was the largest service they had ever had to date. And mm-hmm. um, So that's where the growth began, and over a couple of years of that service really taken off, um, Pastor Jerry, through a lot of situations and God-led circumstances, felt like it was time for Pastor Joby to launch out and start his own church and be Mm -hmm. the lead pastor. Mm -hmm. And so Pastor Joby and the elders and a team started to build and planted the Church of 1122 in September of 2012. Mm -hmm. Um, When they left Beach Church, they had about... Uh, 1,500 or so in mm-hmm. regular attendance, and when they opened the doors to 1122, it was about 3,000 people mm-hmm. showed up the first Sunday. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they were cool. able to open in a fully renovated facility. It's an <laughs> old Walmart. We uh, are neighbors with Hobby Lobby, which is a real <laughs> blessing. Nice. Right. Um, the, you know, they're they're so overtly Christian. They make uh, Chick Fil A look like they're in question sometimes. And so <laughs> it's a they're a great neighbor to have, and they're closed on Sundays. And so we have all the parking available to our our team here. So fully renovated space. Um, when they first moved in, about forty thousand square feet and. Mm-hmm. Um, over uh, around 18 months, the church was growing so fast, they had to renovate the back half of the space. And wow. so, man, God's really blessed us with a great facility, and we've got a great team here. Mm-hmm. Um, three years later, we are uh, – so September was three years, our birthday, and mm-hmm. we're running we're, – we're averaging about 6,000 on the weekends right now. That's incredible. And um, we are one location. We have two venues, two worship venues in mm-hmm. one location, so we have the live – preaching room with Pastor Joby, and then we have a video cast room, mm-hmm. um, and we'll, we'll start our second full location about 15 miles south of here. Mm-hmm. Um, starting, it opens January 10th, Great, and we're scouting out locations three and four right now, so uh, cool. it's a really exciting time. Uh, I've been here for about 18 months. I mm-hmm. moved down. I was at 12 Stone Church mm-hmm. uh, in Atlanta for mm-hmm. five years before I came here, mm-hmm. and um have been friends with these guys for a long time, and so when the opportunity came to help come and serve here, I just jumped on board, and my family and I have two little girls and my beautiful wife, Jennifer, of 10 years, so um, we've been loving it, man. It's Fantastic. A, it's a great ride. Well, I'm sure as people are listening in, this is one of those churches you need to be following. Church of 1122 is doing some incredible stuff, um, and so and you've moved off of just having services at 1122 in the morning. You know, you've got like, what is it? Is it five or six services, something like that? Yeah, we have a Thursday night service at 722, mm-hmm. 9, 9 11.22, 1.30, and 5.22 on Sundays. Okay, great. So, so our, our Thursday night service is crazy. It took a few years to catch on, but it's about a 1,000 people every Thursday night that come in here to worship. And uh, and is it the same service that's on Sunday? It's identical. Interesting. That's really cool. That's an I was just talking to a church recently that does the same thing on Friday nights, but they do Friday and Sunday. So... Interesting. Yeah. Very cool. Well, with the church that's growing so quickly, you know, as uh, Church of 1122, I think the obvious thing would be like, gosh, how are you getting the word out there? How are so many people finding out about your church? But one of the things that I love about what your church is up to is really we want to talk about assimilation. How is it that you're able to connect so many people so quickly to really go, you know, from start to 6,000 people in three years? That's incredible. Um, you know, let's talk about that. How is it that you're that you're kind of moving people along from being just being in the crowd, ultimately to being part of the core and the community? Well, it's a great it's a great question, Rich. I think for us, uh, there's two things. One, growth was really never the goal. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, obviously, we want to grow and we want to reach our community, and um, but we don't do any marketing. We have never done any outside marketing. We've mm-hmm. never sent a mailer out. We've never done any kind of radio or press or mm-hmm. anything like that. We just have God has really blessed us with incredible people here who live on mission in their workplace and in their just sphere of influence, and they invite mm-hmm. their friends. And um, h- hundreds of first-time visitors pour in a month. Mm-hmm. Just and everybody that's got here either got here via some random Google search, or <laughs> they were invited by somebody, and majority overwhelm was invited. And so that foundation of people being missional and inviting their neighbors mm. is key, actually, to assimilation. Mm. And it's because once they get here, they're here with a relationship, and yes. they will follow that relationship into the next step. Right. Um, or that they have someone 
who will walk through that next step with them depending on what the step is. And so for us, um, once they get here, getting them connected to belonging is mm-hmm. how we would say it. You know, we really want to be about disciples making disciples. We want to mm-hmm. see people who are just relentlessly passionate about following Jesus. And uh, we preach the Bible verse by verse. We sing and we preach that we don't do anything fancy. We don't have, there's no lights shows or anything like that. Not that that's bad. That's just not what we do. And right. uh, we're in an old renovated Walmart. And so when people show up, it really is an encounter with God that we are trying mm-hmm. to give them through the mm-hmm. word. And and we kind of build our assimilation around this model of preaching that we have, that we preach verse by verse and everything kind of follows mm-hmm. the sermon direction. And what I mean by that is that um, we don't have a formula that says you need to take step one, step two, step three in place. Like we don't right. have spiritual formation one on one, spiritual formation two on one. Right. We just have next steps, mm-hmm. and all of those steps. I think one thing that may be unique to us, or that's maybe not unique, but really working for us, mm-hmm. is that all of our next steps are connected to each other. Okay. And what I mean by that is, let's just say <clears throat> baptism is something mm-hmm. that we celebrate twice a year here. Yep. Um, we were able to baptize, man, praise God, we were able to baptize about 400 people last year, 400 wow, adults. that's incredible. And uh, every adult who goes through the baptism process, they hear multiple times through the process, which is a baptism class, mm-hmm. uh, baptism meetings, and then the actual baptism day. Mm-hmm. They hear about joining serve staff teams, joining a disciple group, going on a mission trip. Mm finding a next step that baptism right. is not the end it is just a, a one step in growing in your relationship with jesus right. and with the church and so let, let, before we, we move on from that let's let's dig into that example i think that's a perfect example because i think we all our churches can miss those opportunities to be super clear so let's talk about that baptism example you know particularly how is it that through that process you're talking about it basically kind of in every class every interaction how are you making it super obvious that here are your next steps so in the class we talk a lot about hey we kind of have three primary steps that we're trying to get everybody to. One is okay. a disciple group yeah. or a serve staff team or both mm-hmm. or go on a mission trip. We found that mission trips are a really straight, fast line for catalytic mm. discipleship. Interesting. That's really the primary focus of them for us right. is the, the short-term sending is seeing God change our people through it. And so um, those three things, we talk, we talk really specifically about it in class. We have print materials that support it, and we have opportunities for people to sign up in the class okay. for their next step. Right. Um, we also shoot a video for every person who gets baptized. They shoot a video, and at their video, we remind them again, hey, at, we want you to take a next step. What's the, what are you considering? What do you mm-hmm. feel like God's leading you to do? Mm-hmm. And then we help them through that. And then when they get baptized, after they come out of the tub and get changed, um, we uh, we pray with them and we talk with them again and give them another chance to sign up right there. And that's usually on a Sunday or in the environment that we're baptizing. So um, I think it's just about being specific and having the materials mm-hmm. to support the step. It's one thing to say, hey, join a disciple group. You When you get home, go online and check it out. And yeah. I, so we we lose people there, so we try to keep it right in front of them to help them not this, make the step, not make the step for them, but to give them real straight access to the opportunity that's in front of them. Yeah, I just want to highlight what you've said there. I don't want people to miss it. I think sometimes what happens when we run, you know, various events or classes or ministries or you know small groups, um, what happens is the people that lead them are very concerned about 
their thing. So you've got baptism people who are very concerned about baptism and they do a very good job at leading a baptism class. They they they're in fact they're amazing at it. They're they're great. It, and it, it kind of becomes their whole world. But the reality of it is the people we're serving, this is one piece of their spiritual journey. And we've got to work to move people on into other, you know, other, um, you know, pieces of the puzzle for them. And so working with our people, part of what I've loved what you've done is you made it super intentional to say, hey, with even within baptism, we're going to be talking about short term missions or we're going to be talking about, you know, other, you know, discipleship opportunities, which could be a disconnect for some people who are running those classes because they're like, no, wait a second, baptism is the most important thing. We're like, yes, baptism is incredibly important and, and we're so glad they're on this step right now. But but during this process, we want to help them take their next step and a part of your responsibility is to do that. I love that. What about on Sunday mornings? How are you kind of helping, even a very large crowd, you have a lot of people um, you know, who are there. How are you helping those people? Are you teaching assimilation in that environment? Every Sunday. Mm. Uh, we teach assimilation every Sunday. We have, in every seat back in our worship center and, and in our uh, sanctuary video venue, we uh, we have a very large respond card. This mm -hmm. It looks really similar to what a, a connection card may look like. Mm -hmm. um, just like you can't miss it. This card is so massively big. And, uh, <laughs> um so we have those respond cards, and before right. we do the sermon, we, we have what we call a pastoral moment where myself mm -hmm. or one of the other pastors who aren't uh, Pastor Joby come out, and we set up the sermon, and we mm -hmm. talk about maybe one really important announcement. But mm -hmm. during that time, we hold the respond cards up, or we tell people, hey, grab your respond card. Mm -hmm. And be ready to fill it out as God stirs your heart during the sermon. Mm -hmm. And, you know, on there, there's a section that says, we want to pray for you. Mm -hmm. And they write prayer requests. And so a lot of times we get a lot of prayer requests. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the beautiful things about that respond card is that we actually, as a staff, pray over every mm -hmm. prayer request that comes in via mm -hmm. those respond cards. And... Um, People writing in prayer requests gets them used to engaging that way, and so they begin to fill in next steps. There's probably six or seven steps, depending on the season, mm -hmm. that they can take on that card, whether that's, uh, I'm a first-time guest, I surrendered to Jesus, uh, I want to join a disciple group, I want to serve, I want to go on a mission trip, uh, mm -hmm. I want to become a member. Mm -hmm. Whatever it may be, we have the opportunity for them to respond. We also have the, the opportunity for people to respond via giving on those respond cards. Mm -hmm. They can... Um, they can give, and we teach giving as a response to the gospel here. We are mm -hmm. big. We don't call our last song the benediction song. We call it the response song. And so mm -hmm. everything in our language is built around respond, respond, respond. When mm -hmm. God speaks, you respond. God speaks, you respond. That's mm -hmm. the appropriate reaction to God is to respond in obedience to Him. And so we don't pass the giving bucket either. We have right. giving boxes all around the room and during the last song we tell people hey we we respond through prayer we respond through giving mm -hmm. so now's the right time to go to the kiosks or to the giving okay. boxes and yep. drop in mm -hmm. um, your response to God's faithfulness in your life mm -hmm. and and so every little thing about our culture says respond interesting and pastor, pastor Joby teaches it and then at the, in the benediction the last part, Pastor Joby will get back up, or, or our um, location pastor, or campus pastor, or the video venue. Mm -hmm. They'll stand up and say, "Hey, in the back of the room, there's a uh, the Connect Center, and it's mm -hmm. got huge. We wrote, it's, it's actually fully built out, fully constructed space right. that's like a an information hub where mm -hmm. there are highly trained volunteers that know about all the different things that we have going on. And we say, if you want to get connected, 
the Connect Center is where you need to go, mm-hmm. and somebody there will help you find the right next step. And every Sunday, uh, dozens and dozens and dozens of people pour in the Connect Center. For a lot of people, going and talking to a stranger about a spiritual decision is a little weird, mm-hmm. and that's the beauty of the respond cards is you can drop them in the giving boxes, right. you can leave them in your seat, you can give them to somebody on the way out, or you can take them to the Connect Center and talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. It gives you a lot of opportunities for um, us to follow up with you in a way that makes sense based mm-hmm. on just your personality and where you are in your spiritual journey. Absolutely. So I love that. A couple things. Um, would you mind sharing a copy of that Connect card? I'd love to be able to put that in the show notes if people. Yeah, I'll be, email you a PDF. Yeah, if you email me a PDF of that, we'll put that in the show notes so we have that um, for folks so they can see that. Um, now, what about? Do you do a specific call out to kind of first time guests or folks that are new here in that response card? Like, hey, if I'm new here, check this box. Are you doing? Some churches will do like you know they'll give a gift away to, to first time guests or anything like that. Are you doing that or no? Well, we have not been until this point. We mentioned right. first time guests. Every few weeks, it's definitely not a priority in the right. messaging on Sundays. Yep. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, that's fine. That's cool. So obviously, obviously, growing at the rate you're growing, <laughs> you've got a lot of them, and it seems to be working. The thing I love that you're doing is pushing towards getting people connected right away. In in some ways, I think sometimes maybe we slow people down too much on the front end, as opposed to saying, "Hey, no, we want you to jump in, building you know a culture of anticipation and trying to get people to take those uh, next steps." Man, this has been uh, this has been fantastic. I uh, you know been fiercely taking some notes here. Would love to um, you know if there's anything else that you'd love to kind of talk about before we jump onto the rest of the episode. Anything else that you want to share with our listeners? No, I think it's just important to note with 1122 that uh, there is no real magic secret sauce here. It's just, it's super simple. We sing three songs. We preach the word Mm -hmm. verse by verse and um, the rest of it, we're just trying to figure out as we go. Honestly, we're just trying to hold on a little bit for what the Lord's doing. This is the Unseminary Podcast. Stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Well, today we've got uh, Ryan Britt on the on the call. We're super excited to have him here. We're about to jump into the lightning round, that part of the episode where we answer uh, similar questions to everybody that's on the episode. Ryan, thanks for being on the show today. What's an online resource that you're using these days uh, that you know is is helping you out in your ministry? The newest one I found is Wonderlist. Okay, nice. Beautiful little app that helps me keep everything organized. Nice. Very cool. Um, what's a book you've read, you know, or a few books you've read in the last, you know, six months that's had an impact on your, your thinking and your ministry? Leadership Pain by Samuel Chand. Uh, uh, great, great that's, read. That's a great book. If you, um, if you haven't read that, that really is a fantastic book. Uh, particularly, I, you know, as a growing church like yours, I imagine you are surrounded with pain. You know, that's definitely a part of it. Yeah, it's a beautiful. His line in the book is, uh, you can only grow to the threshold of your pain. Yeah. I think that's both true of me personally and of our organization here. And so uh, we're learning a lot about that. So. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what are some other churches that you're looking at or other ministries you're looking at that kind of to inspire you or to, to learn from? Well, I always look back to my mentors at Twelve Stone Church in Atlanta, Dan Ryland, Kevin Myers, and there's a, a plethora of incredible leaders at Twelve Stone that mm-hmm. you may not have ever heard their names, mm-hmm. uh, good friends of mine. I lean on them a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Mosaic Orlando mm-hmm. uh, is a great church that we're close with, and they've mm-hmm. got some really interesting thoughts on discipleship, and they're doing some great things there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously the Summit in Raleigh, uh, J.D. Greer's church, mm-hmm. we lean on them a lot, and uh, they are 
we're a, we call ourselves a, a, a big old toddler that's just tripping all over ourselves, uh, being three years old, and <laughs> right. they're a big old middle schooler that's tripping all over themselves. So they're, they're a little farther along with real similar models, and so we lean on them a lot, and um, man, we owe a lot to all three of those places. Mm, very cool. If you could get 15 minutes with any leader that's alive today, uh, you know, what, who would you want to get that time with and why? Well, right now, I'd have to say it'd be Mark Driscoll. Ah, okay, and, nice. Yeah, and uh, Mark was really formative in my early ministry and the way that I thought about ministry and really helped me break through some, just some of the bad thinking that I had from growing up. And um, man, I'd like to thank him for that and help thank him for helping me find some grounding, but mm. also ask him some questions just about leadership and, and specifically humility and pain and lessons he's learned in the last couple of years. Obviously, everybody knows what they've been going through and, and um, right, wrong, or indifferent. That's not so much what I'd want to spend time on as much as just, man, what's God doing in your heart through mm -hmm. the vehicle of pain and humility? Mm -hmm. um, and how's that affected you as a father and as a husband? Those kind of things. Mm. Very cool. Well, I'm sure uh, leading in a fast-growing church like yours, you're busy a lot. Um, what do you do to just kind of kick back, relax, you know, have fun? I love to play golf, and Florida is a great place to live if you like to play golf. <laughs> right, exactly. uh, I definitely don't get to play enough. Right. Uh, I don't know that you could call what I do playing, but I like to go out there and swing. <laughs> Um, love to walk around and, and chase a, a white ball around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I love movies. Uh, I get out to the movies a lot, and uh, and so those are kind of my two outlets for free space. Nice. Well, Ryan, I really appreciate you being on the show today. If people want to get in touch with you or of the church uh, of 1122, how can they do that? Yeah, they could email me at ryan.britt, B-R-I-T-T, at coe22.com. That's nice. my personal email address, Great. and uh, I, I will – make sure that I can get connected to them or, and if I can't help them, I'll find somebody who can and that's probably the fastest line or they can go to coe22.com nice. and all of our church information, um, mailing address, phone number, all, all it's all located there and uh, we'd be more than happy to help in any way that we can to anybody that we can. Very cool. Thanks so much, Ryan, again for being on the show. My pleasure, Rich. Thanks for having me. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Don't be shy. We'd love to connect. Check out Unseminary Inbox. You can sign up at unseminary.com and we'll send you helpful training resources every week. Plus, you'll gain immediate access to our exclusive members area with tons of resources you can use. Connect with Rich on Twitter at Rich Birch or through email rich at unseminary.com Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode at unseminary.com It includes links to what we talked about today and more. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Did you enjoy today's episode? Drop by iTunes and leave a review. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Join us next week when we'll learn more stuff we wish they taught in seminary.